Welcome to the Get Good at Presenting podcast with Lee Jackson. Oh, thank you, Nabil Doss, my good friend there. Yeah, he does amazing voiceovers in Canada. So I got him to uh, do a little bit of a gravitas. I thought as a first episode, we should have a little bit of gravitas here on Get Good at Presenting. Today is a recording of a talk that I did at the Professional Speaking Association conference. I was asked to speak to people who are quite new to speaking. We call them associates. And uh, after 10 years of being a professional speaker, I decided to try and list the 10 things that I'd learnt. So this is the 10 things I've learnt in 10 years as a professional. Some about business, some about speaking better. Enjoy. Our next speaker is going to give you lots of tips and tricks on surviving and thriving as a professional speaker, whatever your niche. He's both a northerner and a past president of the PSA, but don't let that put you off. Please welcome the Get Good Guy, Lee Jackson. Thank you, Chantal. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. How are you? It's nice to see you. Well, it's been a great conference, hasn't it? I'm exhausted, got loads of things to action, lots of things to do, but that's great too, and I don't mind that. I'm just going to chill the mic. So, today's going to be a little different. This isn't my keynote. This isn't me kind of doing my thing. I'm just going to share what I've learned. Is that all right? Yeah. So, when you have a friend who's in the police force, you can all get all sorts of interesting props, okay? <laughs> So my first uh, tip for you is use props, okay? Uh, this is the sort of thing as, as if whatever nation you're from, if we're ultimately British, we're usually super polite, except when going round roundabouts. And um, we would... <laughs> Thanks, Jackie. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and we would never cross a line like this. But actually, today I'm going to cross a bit of a line. I'm going to be super honest with you. Is that all right? This is a no BS seminar. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be plain and simple. You may agree with me. You may disagree with me. I don't really mind, actually. I'm just going to tell you my journey. Now, my journey, my business model is different to the 200 other journeys and business models that you've met over coffee this weekend. But I'm just going to tell you my story. That's fair enough, isn't it? Yes. So that's cool. That's what I'll do. So in effect, it's kind of, I guess, yeah, it's the... Um, uh, the top 10. Uh, so I think about, can I, I've got a top three, I've got a top 10, I've got about a top 100 tips. But I'll start roughly uh, with 10. I think that's probably the easiest way of doing it. So my journey, 1991, I did my first talk, really. It was in an infant school. My dad was a vicar and he took me into a school with him and he said, do a little bit of this talk. And I did. And I thought, oh, I quite enjoyed that. In 1993, I was doing a year out, and someone rang me up, and they said, we're thinking of starting a, a charity in Leeds um, that puts, puts people into schools to do assemblies and, le- and lessons. Uh, do you fancy doing it? We haven't got any money yet. We haven't raised any money, but do you fancy doing it? I said, yeah, I'll go for it. So I set that project up, and in 1994, I set up a project that put schools workers into it. So I was trained in, you know, if you think your talks are hard, I was trained in uh, drugs education, uh, sexual health education. I have done the rudest talks in the world, it's pretty fair to say. So I've done all that, so all my background. So my background was as a youth worker. I never had a corporate career. I was a youth worker, and I, but I always loved speaking. And then when that kind of came to an end, after 14 years working in that sector and leading and running that organisation, um, in 2007, I went part-time to try and work out what's my next step. 
And in 2008, I went full-time as a professional speaker. At the time, I just Googled, literally Googled professional speaker because I didn't know whether that job even existed. And I found this ragtag bunch of people in a hotel in Leeds called the PSA. And I met Ricky Arundel, uh, Jeff Ram, uh, Richard McCann, a couple of other people that you've seen around if you've been around the conferences. And I thought, these people are a bit mad, but I like them. <laughs> and they seem to make a living doing what I think I do best. Because it's what people validate you in that you probably do best. You understand that? When someone says to you, you're good at that. And when I was 21, someone said to me, you're quite good at that. And I went, am I? It's funny that, isn't it? Validation is really important. So if someone's validated you, that might be your future thing. So that was kind of me in a, in a nutshell, really. So uh, have we got a volunteer? I'd like a volunteer. I'd like three volunteers, in fact. Yes, one, two, three. Come on, sir. Are they going to get a thousand Sorry, Darren. No, you're in the wrong seminar, mate. Right, so I'd like you to stand over here, if you can, just sort of in a little line, sort of there. So what's your name, sorry? Kathy. So, Kathy, you're first, so push yourself right against there. So, Kathy, this is the stage area. So, Kathy, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to walk to the front of the stage. I'd like you to pause, say your name, say what you, you, know, what you, what you speak about, just very briefly, because I know you're all speakers, right? Briefly, <laughs> pause, and then sit down. Okay? Did you get that? Yeah. Off you go. I'm Kevin Towers. I speak on business therapy, putting your relationship with your business on the couch. What a professional. A little round of applause. Go and sit down. Go sit down. That's fine. Excellent. Thank you. Next up. No. Right. I'm going to give you some coaching now. Okay. Did he pause? No. Let's go back. Go back. Go back. So what I like, it's important that you come to the front and then you pause, okay? There's a reason. I'm not just being rude. There's a reason for that. So come to the front and pause. Then say your name, okay? Off you go. My name is Lou. And I speak on masculinity Thank you. Thank you. Very good. And lastly, my new friend, Sabina. So I'm Sabina, Sabina Thorpe, and I talk on asking questions. Thank you, Sabina. Excellent. Excellent. Great. It's been good to get. It's nice to get to know new people, isn't it? So we've had a few chats today. That's great. Why on earth did I put them through that? Why on earth you did it? Well, of course, you're all pros. You all did pretty well. But in my opinion, being a great speaker is actually in that pause. Because what that pause is, is I'm comfortable in my own skin. When you get a speaker who, who looks nervous, feels nervous, garbles, blah, 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 that makes the audience nervous, doesn't it? So I think one of the real aims, and it's about integrity, it's about authenticity, it's about engagement, it's just that way that we come to the front and we just go, I'm Lee Jackson, I'm going to share a few things. Do you see what I mean? So... If you've got a goal as associates, then aim for that, that you can be comfortable in the pause. And I don't mean in a theatrical pause, you know. I don't want you to, to come on and be all... <laughs> I'm pausing for the sake of it, for no apparent reason. That's not what I mean. I mean, actually, just, just be comfortable in your own skin. Because the more people I work with and the more presentation skills I do in, in businesses, and I, and I do a lot in the NHS randomly, it's a kind of a niche of mine, um, people aren't comfortable in their own skin. 
And leaders are comfortable behind their email. And then when I get them up front, they're freaking out. So just learn. And if that's a great goal, to be more comfortable in your own skin. Look, I've got some stuff to share and we'll work on it. Okay, so number 10. First of all, being a speaker is, and for any Geordies in the room. Oh, of course, my Geordie posse over there. Thank you. You'll know this. I know, I know, to be honest. I'll be really sorry. I'm originally from Middlesbrough. Like, Leeds is like the Midlands for me. Um, Sheffield is the deep south. Do you know what I mean? That's, but these ladies over here, they're from, they're proper northerners. So, uh, my favourite TV programme is uh, Alfida Zane Pet. North East, wonderful, wonderful show. And in there, in, in, in there, there's, there's a little phrase, and the little phrase is knee picnic. So actually, being a speaker is knee picnic. I will just translate that. It means it is not a picnic. So it, it's not easy. So I want to say that in the outset, right? That it's not an easy business. And I'm being honest with you. There is a lot easier things you can do. If you're an associate and you're serious about this, it's not easy. I, say, I know this because I've been in the PSA long enough to see people come in for a year, a year and a half, maybe do a speaker factor, maybe do other things, take all they can get, and then realize, do you know what? It's actually really difficult, and they disappear. So come in in a phased way. Come in as a part-time person, maybe. Don't just give up your job, because you might not earn anything in your first two years, I'll be honest with you. Because it's difficult. Ten years in, I feel like I'm at the point where I can pretty much do anything. But I've still got loads to learn. I feel my business is on the up, and I'm not quite there yet. And that's why I need people like Brian in my life that are going to help me to do, be even more successful. All right? That's after 10 years. We as human beings, we don't like the waiting thing, do we? We're always trying to accelerate time, aren't we? Sometimes time, I can tell, when I see a speaker, I can tell whether they're experienced or not. Because you can tell the experience on the stage. Would you agree? You can feel they've done this for a while. So don't be afraid of time. Use time. It's important. Anyway, the other thing is that, you know, youthful enthusiasm will not get you through. I, was, I did the Great North Run twice. I know what you're thinking. How did he get round? But no, I did. I did it twice. Uh, the second time I was doing it, I was, I was, you have to wait for an hour and a half at the starting line. And you've got thousands of people trying to do this half marathon. And Batman and Robin were stood in front of me. And there were a couple of Geordie lads, Batman and Robin, that obviously had a fried breakfast before they showed up. That had a skin full the night before. And when the gun went off, Batman and Robin legged it. <laughs> right? How are you? Like, we're gunning and we're good. They were, they were running and running and running. And I just thought, my aim was to plod, right? Just to, if I could just run it, I'd be happy. I'm not bothered about time. I just want to run it because it's a beautiful place, lovely, friendly people. They got there, and a mile down the road... I saw Batman and Robin like this. <laughs> and they were holding each other up. And they walked the rest of the way, if they even made it. So this idea, you can have all the gear, but absolutely no idea. So don't go away from today. Don't let your takeaways from today be about which microphone should I use. Sure, they'd sell some fantastic suits here. But your suit is not going to get you the gig. Do you understand? That's an extra. It's an added extra. Just be careful that you don't have all the gear and you would be dead enthusiasm. There's things that will take you through. So it's important that you take through. I'm going to be really honest with you about that. So the first one is just understanding, really. I want to get real back to basics of what a speaking business is. 
Okay, well, I'm a bit nervous because Brian is on the front row, but this is my version, not a marketing expert version, okay? So this is what you should do if you're trying to run a business, okay? So the first thing, and this is the good bit that we all like, we create something. Second bit, which Bryony likes a bit more, is we sell that thing. Okay. And the third thing is we serve our clients or customers. And I deliberately use the word serve. It's very unfashionable, and I like unfashionable words. Because I think I provide, I'm providing a service. I should serve people. I want people to think, he was a nice guy. He was efficient. He turned up on time. He gave us added extras. That's what I'm trying to aim for. All right? People love that stuff. Uh, I, but when I'm selling stuff, by the way, uh, like, for instance, I, I have a bit of a niche in schools. So 25% of my work's in education. I often get the gig in a school because I say to them, do you know that I'll leave you resources afterwards? Because the added extras... The service gets you the gig. So create, create a way. So create a product. I thought naively for the first couple of years that I'm a fairly confident person. I'm quite quirky. People tend to, you know, I'm a fairly warm personality without sounding weirdly egotistical. I know that I can go into a room and I can do my thing and I'm all right at that. But I didn't actually have anything people could buy. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But I thought that my personality would be something, would be enough for them to buy. And very tiny amount it is. But you must have a saleable product. So that's a talk or a workshop or a book or a webinar, whatever it is. I don't mind what it is. But you see, it. people have to be able to go, oh, that's what you do and I can buy that now. Don't get stuck with being so creative that you, can't, you haven't got anything to sell. You're basically, and I'm sorry to break this to you, you're basically a box ticker. That's your job. Unless you're a celebrity, you are ticking a box for a client. So they want a, um, you know, so they're looking for a, a diversity speaker. So Jackie, that's kind of your bag, isn't it? Something like that. So, you know, diversity speaker, we want a woman to do that. You know, there's lots of things. You tick that box and that's what you do. Uh, we want you to be engaging. We want you to have some added extras. Kind of do an extra workshop. You know, you tick the boxes. And I don't mean a, a politically correct box tick. I mean a... You've got to understand that when a client rings you or emails you, they're, at, they're, they're kind of saying to you, what boxes do you tick for me? And so if you read my school's page on my website, you'll read it. If you read it, it ticks all the boxes that the teachers are asking. I use, I use phrases like raising aspirations. You don't use that in adults, but in schools, that's a phrase. A raising aspirations and attainment. You never mention that. Do you see what I mean? So you just get used to, just get used to the, the ticking box. Then... You sell, learn how to sell um, and market yourself, and then you serve, which is great. And because you do that well, they tend to come back. Or even better, the lovely bit about our industry is we go right back here and then we create something else. So you can create four or five different things. Some of you may have got the impression this week that some people just do one thing, and it's not true. 99% of people in the PSA offer more than one thing. Isn't that right, Bryony? 
Yeah. But sometimes it, when we people say keynote, 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 you think they just speak on a big stage at a big corporate. They do some of that, but they also offer a workshop or a leadership package or coaching that's extra. All right. So just be aware of that and different things. So that's your kind of back to basics thing. Let me give you a few random quick tips. Um, if you're in the story session before this, it was fantastic. Tell more stories and stop doing chalk and talk. Chalk and talk is, here's my bullet points, I'm just going to talk you through them. That's the equivalent of chalk and talk with a teacher, with a chalkboard, I'm going to write on it. Here's my thoughts that I randomly did on Sunday evening and I'm going to walk you through them because I haven't worked out a structure for my talk. Tell stories. Stories, uh, according to the cognitive psychologist Jermaine Bruner, make things 22 times more stickable. A story makes things stick. You can look at the psychology, the fantastic session we had before about storytelling. There's some deep stuff there. But on the most basic level, it just helps people to remember stuff and remember you. Very simple. So, use better slides. Better slides. I'm not going to go on about that. David Henson is in the room. David, put your hand up. David Henson is the slide guy, and he does some great stuff, written a great book. Talk to Dave. He's very good value for money. And I do not take a percentage, but he's the guy who can make you look good. Please, you know, because people can work on this stuff. They go and buy the nice suit. They craft their story and they put like a bag of rubbish on the screen. Do you know what I mean? You know, my 74th bullet point is. We've seen it, haven't we? You've got business events. It's 90% there and it still winds me up. And uh, Dave does something about it. So that's good. Secondly, I want to teach you a presentation skills thing. And it's what I call chunks. I, I, I did write a book this year. Um, it's available from all your local stockets and from now. I decided to put all my presentation skills stuff into one book. And uh, when I wrote that, I almost called it chunk. <laughs> because what I discovered was, is that uh, basically, I'll tell you about chunks in just a moment. But before we look at chunks, you've got to get to this thing of what is the purpose of your talk. 90% of people who do presentations do not sit down and work out, why am I doing this? If you do that, it becomes a lot easier. What on earth am I doing this for? Why for these people? Why now? So why am I doing this kind of back to basic session? Because most of your associates, and, and it's this demo, do you understand this demographic? So I'm working it for you. If I was doing this for fellows, it would be a lot different. So who's in the room? It's all those kind of things that we're looking at. So get to the core of your message and then use chunks. So, so a keynote, a talk, a workshop, a seminar, whatever you do and whatever you do, is not a whole thing. Because when you think about a keynote as a complete package, it actually creates a lot of stress. Because you're thinking, oh, I need to be careful with that, I need to craft that. When actually what I've worked out is every presentation is a series of chunks of information that you skillfully join together. So when you start thinking about your stuff, like, actually, I've got loads of chunks. It's like you're putting chunks of stuff into a briefcase and you're taking that to the clients. So I've got two days of chunks on presentation skills and I've got two days of chunks on get good at work. And I've probably got a day of chunk on get good at leadership, other stuff that I do. And I've got a day of school stuff. And they're all in slightly different briefcases, but they're all chunks. Do you understand? 
So when I'm planning something, I'll go, I'll have a bit of that, and I'll take that story, and I'll use that video, and that thing, and that thing there. And then the skillful thing is to do it so people don't obviously know that you're you know, moving on to a different chunk. So, if, so basically collect chunks and then form them together. Because you think, I haven't got, I haven't got a great, you know, I haven't got a good 40 minutes yet. Well, you work on that by just pulling the stuff together and working on it and playing with it and messing about. And usually a deadline helps. So post-it notes to your friends, okay? Get away from your computer. Get away from lined paper. If you've got a lined notebook, just don't, never buy a lined notebook ever again in your life. Because it doesn't really help. Sorry, Jackie. Well, it's okay for taking notes, but no creative process goes well with a lined notebook. You should turn it on its side and forget the lines and use blank paper and post-it notes. Post-it notes can move around. It's very simple to do that. Anyway, I could go on for ages about that. Less is more. When I speak to clients and I work with them on presentation skills, most of the people that I work with, I get them to remove one-third of the content that they bring to me, at least. Because what they bring is the 74 bullet points. And, and they do it in a, in a way of, I want to tell the audience everything that I know about that subject. That's not what you do. And that's why speaker factor is so hard, because you're saying you've only got five minutes. When actually, if... Jackie or Sabina and, and, and Leon, if we gave you an hour, it would be a whole lot easier because you can share your story in a more relaxed way. But actually, when you're chunking it down, but less is more. Our, uh, uh, graphic designers do two things. They ask themselves, what do I add to a canvas? And they ask, what do I take away from a canvas? And people don't do the takeaway. They just add and add and add. <laughs> So, there is part one of my talk to the PSA, Professional Speaking Association Associates, on what I've learned in 10 years as a professional speaker. Part two is on the next episode, where I also do some Q&A, some really honest answers about uh, speaking up front for a living. So, uh, join us next time on Get Good at Presenting. Thanks for listening to the Get Good at Presenting podcast with your host, Lee Jackson. If you'd like to know more about Lee's work as a motivational keynote speaker and presentation coach, visit his website at leejackson.biz. That's leejackson.biz.